And so I'm going to introduce you to our guests who are gracing our studios this evening to help us navigate our way through this conversation, unpleasant conversation, because in this conversation we have to talk about ourselves, not about politicians, <clears throat> not about philosophers or economists or celebrities. We're talking about ourselves. And this is South Africa and how we have failed or succeeded in building our families. If you fail, uh, we're going to have a whole whole nother conversation 10 years from now this Christian so-called Christian country but has spiking numbers of divorce well they're here in the studio they'll navigate our way through this conversation we do have in no particular order Dr. Nantantas Kakane Kumal and Pastor Sibonisong Kumal good evening to you madam and pastor thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us good evening good evening <laughs> and good um, evening to your listeners um, it, it's always um, uh, uh, always a very uneasy conversation to broach when you're going to talk about your own failures. Because almost all the time we brandish our successes. This is who I am. This is what I've done successfully. But to accept and concede that um, you failed and you are failing in your marriage, the one institution that you are only the only one responsible. The husband is the only one who's responsible for being the husband. There's no other man. And the wife is the only one responsible for being the wife there. There's no other woman who's going to help you do it. And then when you fail as a husband or a wife, you have nobody else to blame but yourself. So the first question I'd like you guys to help us understand, is there a way of teaching us to accept and understand that we will fail sometime. Doctor, can I begin with you? <laughs> is there is there a way? Okay, Pastor, go ahead. Um, now, I, I think uh, the question of failure in building marriages that thrive or, fl or flourish um, f for God's glory should be viewed as an opportunity to actually improve our lives. Um, because once we label it as failure, we take away the opportunity of introducing change and making it work. Um, the God that we serve is a forgiving God. Um, the whole gospel of Jesus is founded on forgiving and brethren and sisterhood. Therefore, if you do have turmoil in your marriage or turmoil in your family, tonight I'll say, let's take a view that it gives an opportunity to actually do an introspection and to start doing something better. Um, that will be my actually point of departure um, because just because there's turmoil in marriage and they, the, 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 the couple that is in marriage has lost hope to such an extent that divorce becomes a topic, um, it just does mean that some form of intervention is required. And in order to be able to intervene yeah. as either a marriage uh, counselor or a family member who wants to assist the couple, you need to take a step back and go back to the beginning so that you may understand that particular journey. Because God, when God created marriage, he created it pure and clean and fulfilling. However, the two people that normally come 
to become one and get married, they've got a history and different backgrounds. And some of the history that we come with into marriage is good. Some, it's not so good. As a result of that, some of this experience that I call history has an adverse impact on the marriage and some has a positive impact. But now if we take the adverse uh, uh, impact, because that's what we're going to deal with tonight. Um, we, when, when marriages are thriving, we give glory to God. But when these ones that are battling, that's the one that, those are the ones that we're going to deal with. Let's, let's start with um, uh, a, a general look, Pastor. Um, take, for example, a person who is not a believer. I'm just a nobody. I'm just, uh, I'm just living my life. I don't really believe in this glorious man with a beard in the sky who sometimes appears in people's dreams, but no one can actually identify him. What, 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 what would be the beginning of marriage for me if I have no, no contention with what you're saying? Quite frankly, I have no relation with what you saw. I don't want to be associated with it, yes. but I'm married. I don't believe in this God of yours, but I'm married. How do I navigate marriage? Or is marriage only for those who follow a faith, a religion of sorts? Not, not really. Uh, marriage was... Uh, created by God for everyone um, that is a life that walks this earth. there you go again created by God what if I don't believe that are you saying therefore I am out not really uh, let me make this analogy uh, when we've got elections say we've got general elections and you are a despondent uh, voter and you say to yourself I'm not gonna go to vote because I'm not happy with what the leadership of the day has delivered for me. As a result, I'm not going to elections in the upcoming general elections. Let me tell you something that you didn't know. By so doing, you've made a choice. Correct. You have tacitly voted. Correct. Although you don't didn't go to the polls because you are saying, whoever wins, I support them. I will actually accept that they're actually the government of the day. Now let me come the question that you've raised of saying that I'm an unbeliever, but I also want to have a fruitful and a successful marriage. Correct. If you denounce God for whatever reason, and lots of people do that, you know, it is their choice. You know, God, he, he, he left the power of choosing with us. But by denouncing God and say, I don't believe to God, trust me, you have a master that you are serving. You may not be conscious about that master that you are serving, but there is a master that you are serving because as human beings, we're not only flesh, there's a spiritual part of us as well. Now, whether you believe in the Holy Spirit or you believe in other spirits, you have a master that you serve. Okay. And the choice lies with you. Do you want to serve the master that when times are tough, you can call on yeah. and rely on? Yeah. Or you want to serve the master whose self-actualization to say, I've got strength, I can handle all these problems when they come to me, yeah. even if I decide to divorce. Yeah. But the notion of Christianity says, God didn't create marriages to fail. Mm. He created them to be successful.
Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back on the, from the break, we're going to delve into that because um, uh, some of the arguments I've heard about this issue of failing marriages are very, are very scathing, especially from the perspective of these Abrahamic faiths, uh, whether it is Judaism, the parent of them all, Christianity that followed, and then Islam. Yes. All of them seem to have one common denominator, this Abrahamic God. And guess what? This God never got married. And yet you're telling me he knows something about marriage? We'll find out if there is any merit to believing that actually this God knows anything about marriage. Even his so-called son never got married. Is it possible that perhaps there's a reason we're failing at an institution that they as gods and the son of God knew that you're never going to succeed. You're always going to fail. They did not have it. And here you are telling us, get married and stay married and if you're married don't divorce because god hates divorce how could he hate divorce he's never been he doesn't know what it's like to have to stay in a marriage so when you come back from the break we'll engage you on that you're listening to the headspace welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around you're still listening to a conversation about families and how we can stay families in all the failures that we have seen in families is marriages that fail left right and center and we're still told to stay married now before we went to the break um, uh, the pastor was telling us that this is something that was originated by God and God is the one we're supposed to go back to who's going to guide us on how to preserve and protect and you know, keep ourselves in slightly snug within marriage but what you always ask yourself if God really wanted us to stay married and to be married, why didn't he exemplify it? How come he never showed us how it's supposed to be done? Even when he sent his so-called son to earth, he never got married. He lived, was crucified, died, and resurrected even after resurrection. He never took one wife. He met the girls when they went to see him <laughs> but he never married them and he left is it possible that we may be missing something here we are failing at our marriages because they knew there is no way of succeeding we do have the co-founders of victory restoration international ministry and a family church based in edenvale oh dr nontlantlas kakane kumalo and pastor Suboniso kumalo here in the studio with us to help us navigate our way through this because this is one of the big problems why does it seem like we try and try and try but still we fail the pastor says go back to god he's the founder of it all but god was not married what does he know about married his son was never married what does he know about being married well pastor help us you know um, you your questions are very controversial uh, but I like them uh, because you know when couples <laughs> have differences in their marriage they become very controversial and unfortunately it is this controversy that uh, tends to clouds cloud the real issue um, if you ha have to deal with issues of relationships, you're going to have to be clear and not throw all the stones because then you're going to lose direction. You have to have a point of, de of departure. For you, you know, you, you have to ask, you tell yourself, for me, what does, what, what does works for me? 
you know and 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 and, and that's the first part you know so before we even get into marriage marriage you prepare for because if you don't prepare for marriage you want to run into trouble and when you run to the trouble then you start blaming the creator let me make you another example again so that we can deal with this issue once and for all. If you buy a vehicle, whatever make it is, as many of them, they will tell you, the supplier, the original vehicle manufacturer, to say, when you service this car, this car needs to be serviced, but when you service it, you need to bring it to us who made the car so that we can put genuine parts in this vehicle so that it can keep going. But if you then decide to take it to a scrupulous dealer who puts some other parts, we will not be liable for anything that goes wrong. I'm going back to this thing to say, for you as an individual, before you enter into marriage, you need to be clear about where do you want to go about your life. So that when you choose a partner that you decide to get married to, you choose a partner based on the destiny that you are going to. And if your view is to be an atheist, then you can choose a partner who's got a similar destiny as you. In that way, you've got the same reference point. By the way, that's not the path that my wife and I have chosen. We've chosen the view of our creator, the original equipment manufacturer of marriage. So if you want genuine parts for marriage, if you want knowledge about marriage, if you want understanding about marriage, you need to go back to the original equipment manufacturer. This time I'm talking about the creator of marriage. He's the manufacturer. Okay. He will have the genuine parts. And so on. However, if you've chosen the other view of which I'm not mandated to speak on behalf, it again, you're going to have to deal with those consequences and unintended consequences yeah. that will come yeah. with, with that such. So, right. so, so, so the beginning for marriage is that preparation. It's important. All right. You, you need to love yourself. In order for me to love my wife more than myself, I need to start loving myself because I, I don't see how I can love her if I don't love myself. All right. Just hold the thought. I want to open the lines for you just in case somebody out there is waiting and hoping to join the conversation. This is an open platform. This is a public conversation. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. If you'd like to join the conversation, perhaps you have a question of your own. It's okay. You can join in. It's all right. You're not proscribed from participating. You can even send a WhatsApp text or a WhatsApp voice note to our WhatsApp line 0614-104-107, 0614-104-107, or send a text to our short message service. The SMS line is 41391. Each text message will cost you one rent fifty. And so, Umfundis uh, now says um, uh, this is something that was uh, started by God. Um, we, we don't have evidence of that when when you look at Adam and Eve Adam and Eve God never stood and said I now pronounce you husband and wife quite frankly any of these ceremonies that we have today are not exemplified anywhere in your scriptures how do you say that God is the original manufacturer of this institution and yet he simply introduced a man to the woman and they lived together 
And this perhaps is one of the reasons why people choose to just live together. Oh, she is fine. This is the bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. And no ceremony, no minister to officiate, no signatures anywhere. None of this hocus pocus that we've been told to do these days is found in your scriptures. Where would you find it from that God is the originator of marriage? Because in the book of Genesis, you don't find anywhere where God says, thou shall get married. Or do you? <laughs> you know, I, I, I like you, Andrew, because you you know your Bible very well. Um, so 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 you 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 you're on your way there, okay? Because that's where you need to start. We need to read the scripture, but we need to read the scripture with uh, wisdom, okay? Um, when God created men, or after creating heaven and earth, He created uh, Adam, and He gave him the task of naming all the animals that were there, which kept Adam busy, by the way. But when he was finished uh, with that, God realized that this young man here is still bored. He is lonely. And the Bible says that God said, I will make him a partner who is fitting. That is, who is fit for purpose. And, and that was the birth of marriage, as we know today. Now, as celebrations of marriage... But why involved, do you call that marriage, Pastor? Because, because the Bible doesn't call that marriage. Be, because he is a partner who was fit for purpose, that Adam was going to live with her for the rest of his life. And the Bible <laughs> says they lived until 930, you know, and that's where marriage was born. But, but that, you know, your, your you, Bible you doesn't say that, you, Pastor. You, I want you to understand why you call that marriage. Because many couples today have no. been chastised by ministers. Many people today have been uh, ostracized and uh, what do you call it? Excommunication in, in, church, in church or disfellowships? Yes. Because they live together. They want to live in love together forever. They want, But they don't really want this this European institution where you have to sign documents. Perhaps, is, is it possible that perhaps this is what is setting us up for failure? We can't raise families together now because we have to sign these documents, antinatural, prenatural, postnatural, all these nuptials, and yet they're not, not scriptural. It, that's why I'm asking, how do you arrive at the conclusion that what you see in the book of Genesis 1, 2, that's marriage? Well, Firstly, let's be clear that marriage um, is not only a European thing. Africans were marrying for years and years. I'm talking about uh, the, the nuptials no, and no, the no, contracts. No, 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 sure, sure. Those contracts are yeah, not African. I, I, I just want to just be clear. So we, we, we don't, we're, we're clear. We don't, we don't lump, you know, so that we say, okay, marriage has been in Africa. So. My focus but was on now, the nuptials and things. Let's come to, to the types of contracts because now... You know, we live in a land where there's a law, yeah. where there's a government. Roman people, Dutch law. You know, yeah. People not acquire, African law. Not true. It's true. But it is applicable because remember, yeah. when the Romans conquered all these lands, yeah. they said, when you're in Rome, you do what they They came here. They said, we're going to convert these places to Rome. They teach. They taught us their language. They taught us their culture. You know, they ensured that we exhibit Rome. You know, exactly. And, 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 and the, that, the similar approach Jesus took when he came on earth. He was to teach us about heaven and exhibit heaven the way God wanted it to be. But let me come to this uh, uh, 
prenups and so on that we see yeah. today. Those are business deals. For me, it's a, those are business contracts. Precise. You know, um, and, and people do it for various reasons. You know, yeah. and it's I don't see it whether it's wrong or right. Again, it is a choice because it's not a sin to have a prenup because people will say I'm involved in dangerous business or risky business. But I want to protect the integrity of my family yeah. by securing the assets that we've acquired for quite some time. In an unlikely event, this and that that happen. You know, it's some insurance of some sort. And therefore, they, they enter into those contracts. You know, and it, it's actually a choice that two people, you know, make. Yeah. And yeah. I think because we live in the land where there's a government, where there's a law, we need to allow that and abide that because those are the leaders who have been voted in to, to, to actually rule to bring law and order into the country so that we could transact that is a-okay you know there, there is nothing wrong coming to the part to the to the sections where to the area the, the part of your question where you're saying there's some pastors who are you know men of god who torment um their members who want to live forever like adam and eve without and so, any of those contracts yeah. they I, th I think we need to we need to dispel that that you know any ministry or any church that is built around an individual or a person i must run away from because the bible is very clear it says jesus uh, jesus says i will build my church jesus built this church long time ago the different branches and the names that we see are just a, a pure extension of that however the danger in that you know some people take advantage especially when there's respect when congregants respect their past some of the pastors they take it you know they take it beyond where it's at and again i'm not the judge whether they're doing it right and so on but honestly marriage and relationships are about a choice okay i want us to take a a, a brief detour and and focus on on this you're working together you guys have co-founded a ministry one of the things that we have found ourselves as, as as people who want to build marriages is the difficulty of staying together and working together how how did you guys do it doctor how did you manage to stay married to this man and yet you have co-founded this ministry this uh, victory restoration international ministries is it, is it something you'd advise for example that you must work together because that's something that we find ourselves failing at doing things together even working together uh, would you advise that all right so first of all pastor did mention that uh, when God created Adam in fact God created Adam and then and then God also created Eve and Eve was a partner that was fit for purpose so I also believe that also I'm also fit you know for purpose so and and the fact that uh, uh, in fact there is love so I love my husband and yeah so I'm a partner that is fit for purpose yeah okay all right you're you're an, an obstetrician obstetrician gynecologist yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's always interesting to find a couple that is going to have uh, these careers outside what they're doing and this is something that I'd love to commend you on that you have your own practice your medical practice but still you support your husband at what he does how would you how would you 
explain that because many women say, no, let him do what he does. Does he support me? Does he come and help me do my books at the surgery? How would you advise other couples as far as that is concerned? Because you're not just doing your own thing, but you're supporting him. How, how, how would you advise couples to do that? This is, by the way, one of the things that we have found ourselves failing at, supporting one another in our marriages. Okay. So, first of all, uh, is to know who you are. All right. So, like with me, because I know, I know who, who uh, I, okay, I know my position, and I know that as a woman, I'm supposed to submit to my husband. And I understand that he is the head of the family. So as much as I am an obstetrician gynecologist, I'm not an obstetrician gynecologist at home. At home, I'm a wife. At home, I'm a mother. So I'm still expected to cook for my husband, still expected to, to, uh, to, to respect him and, and also be humble. So I think it's just to know who you are and know that as a woman, you are called to submit, yeah. you know, yes, and not bring your uh, your profession into into the marriage, yeah. you know, yes. And and this is this is awesome, an educated woman, <laughs> <laughs> an educated woman speaking the way you're speaking, and and. Uh, we have a wave of feminism first wave second wave third woman fourth wave feminism right now and it seems to be taking the world by storm and uh, it doesn't help that there are some men out there who have just thrown us all into the dumpsters now we're all called dogs all men are trash and pigs and dogs but you're here you are uh, speaking of submitting to trash all men are trash what how do you how do you feel about that because um uh, I was talking to a couple um, was it two weeks ago, and they were saying, unfortunately, if we were to say men are trash, um, the net effect of that would be, who gave birth to these dogs, these trash? And it was a very uncomfortable conversation to have on air because uh, the, the logical conclusion of that would be very, very controversial, and people don't like controversy. So my question to you is, we have feminism that have that has uh, come through that has influenced many women to say actually i'm not supposed to submit to this man he's supposed to submit to me too we must submit to each other but here you are educated professional successful woman still speaking like that admirable stuff how how did you land there so first of all uh, i'm a woman of god so I'm a child of God. Yeah. So I know what what the word of God says. So that is my reference point. Okay, so in terms of submitting. Yeah. And I also think that it is not right to be calling men dogs because I think that is generalizing. So I think the women that say that maybe most likely is what they've suffered. Maybe it's because of the experience, what they've experienced, you know. So that is why we mustn't judge them. But maybe it's because what they've gone through. So that is why they end up saying that, you know. So I think it's more also uh, giving them an ear, you know, just to, you know, listen to them and understand which why, you know. So, yeah. I'm listening to you and uh, I'm in awe of you, ma'am. <laughs> Powerful stuff. <laughs> Powerful stuff. You're a blessed man, Pastor, to have a woman who is going to speak like that. No, I can you. assure you, I've met so many men. I'm one of them. 
Yes. Whose wives don't really think much of them? You look at them and you say, oh, what? 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 But your 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 wife speaks so highly of this institution that you guys are in. Final question, I'm gonna let you guys go. I don't wanna keep you here for long. We now are trying to uh advise a generation that has found itself failing and I understand you're saying we're 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 depriving ourselves of the opportunity of growing if we're calling it failure. But um um we have found the statistics are taken away or taken out of eventualities that have engulfed our country. People have already divorced. Yes. People have already failed in their marriages. Sons and daughters are growing up in families that have been broken by divorce. How do we mend those broken hearts? Now, this is your chance to help us come out yeah. of this state of brokenness and look to a solution. How do we mend these broken pieces of families that are scattered all over the country? It's done now. We, there's no way. Perhaps uh, the, the wife has been remarried or the husband has been remarried or is dead. You don't know. But th the breaking has happened. How do we mend those broken parts and make a whole lot of those pieces? You know, what's important, um, especially about the gospel, is to make the gospel relevant to the challenges we face today. Um, otherwise, people will find no use of the gospel of Jesus if um, um, the pastors or the fivefold ministry that is in office and operating cannot actually bring the gospel to the people and make it relevant to the challenges they face today. Let me highlight the status quo in South Africa. <clears throat> uh, you know, when apartheid was abolished in '94, uh, black economic empowerment came in, and that included empowerment of women. Uh, that it means that women were empowered to hold office, office positions of power. Um, they were advancing in their careers. And that has resulted in, in, in many instances where they making more money or earnings more than, than their husbands do. Um, and, and, and that, that effect, it's, it's, it's an unintended consequence. But it, it brings such a lot of strain in relationship because now, before, the man used to be the provider. He provided the shelter. He brought the bacon into the house. Today, our wives, they own the pig. Um, that, right. that, that, we, that, you know, that provides the bacon. Um, so it becomes a very harsh dynamics for young men and older men in the country to actually uh, comprehend with that, with, with that big change, with, with that adjustment as such. So, you know, when you read the book of Proverbs, and this is where now we delve into say, how do we navigate uh, these dynamics? How do we still make these uh, marriages function, these, the, our, our, our families thrive under these dynamics? You know, uh, Proverbs says, and it was written by uh, King Solomon, it says, you know, if you want to succeed, succeed as a family man, you have to have knowledge of the institution of marriage that you're getting yourself into, or that you are in already. So premarital counseling is vitally important. If you're already in marriages, in marriage, with married, let me say, maybe you do require post-marital uh, marriage. I mean, let's find something new here to say, it's never too late to actually make your marriage work, you know? Um, but knowledge alone is not enough. You need to have an understanding of that knowledge. Yeah. This is comprehension now. Um, and once you understand that knowledge, you need to then apply 
the knowledge. Now, this is wisdom. You know, that's where wisdom comes in. And Proverbs, you know, um, uh, chapter 24, verse 3 and 5 states that very well to say, you know, love alone won't sustain your relationship. It won't sustain your marriage. Sex alone won't sustain your marriage. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of couples who've got beautiful sex, but they still fall apart. It says finances alone will not sustain these marriages. You know, poor, rich, wealthy or not, people divorce and so on. But do you have knowledge of the institution you're in? Do you understand that knowledge, that information that you have? And two, do you apply it the way we should be applying it? You know, because it's it it in as long the roles are not reversed. Okay, the the earning potential might have changed because of the the status quo that the country is in. However, any tough challenge in marriage for me, it's only a season. Okay, in as long as there's the sun the sun rises, and the sun sets. Everything in life is a season. There is time for everything. Here Under the sun. Okay. You know. All right. <laughs> All right. I want to read some 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 texts for you um, um, before we, we 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 conclude our conversation. These are on WhatsApp, Phineas. Uh, let's see if we can. Uh, ben, we have these WhatsApps here and. Just find out if that voice note is also for us, or at least for this conversation. Um, one WhatsApp uh, uh, text, Phineas, uh, reads, Good day, Nye, guests and listeners. One rabbi on SFM on Sunday morning said these words, God created marriage in order to bring the best from us. Rabbi said examples like having to forgive, help, support, apologize, etc. Frequently. In this way, we become better people spiritually, and each time we do this, single people miss out on applying these commandments. Regards, L in Cape Town. Thank you very much, uh, you. L. Appreciate that. Another text um, is uh, from. Okay, this person doesn't tell us. It's MM. Naya, I love your program, and your guests have been giggling at your questions. I'm married 26 years. Wow. 26 years. Good for you, sir. Or madam, really appreciate it. It's it's always encouraging to see people who are able to do what we're failing at. But then again, you're proof that it can be done. Another text we're going to read. This is the one with the final final one. Uh, one text reads: Naya, some of the questions you ask about the Bible they make me laugh. A Bible get a lot of mysteries. Okay, before we continue, Vosumuza, please edit your texts. I'm not quite sure I'll be able to make sense of it, but I'm going to try and read it. Uh, please edit it before you send it, all right? And then he continues to say, um, just like Jesus, most of the time, Jesus, he spoke in parables. He would say something and be meaning something else. Therefore, one can't read the Bible like he is reading a magazine. The Bible wants a spiritual wisdom as in order to, or for one to understand it and unlock the hidden mysteries. God wants the, or was there in the beginning. He didn't want a woman to complete him. He was a self-sufficient God-made woman for a man, not for himself. Jesus also didn't have a woman because Jesus Christ represents the Father. Therefore, their task and mandate was not based on women, but to bring salvation. Okay, I hear you. If you say so, if you say so, we'll probably pick that one up some other time um i'll give you the opportunity to respond to these um, and then i'll let you go the doctor would you like to respond to any of these no there's something that i also wanted to say because remember you had said you spoke 
that uh, if you've gone through divorce, that it's like you're finished and then, so what is the way forward? So I think we need to follow a holistic approach because those that have <coughs> gone through divorce, they suffer physically, they suffer spiritually, financially and also health wise mm. so that's why we need to involve the servants of god marriage counselors doctors and also psychologists so if you come across a, a, a person that has gone through divorce we need to refer them appropriately because we need a holistic approach yeah. so it's not one uh, person that will be able to address all the issues that they've gone through okay all right um <coughs> uh, pastor i'm told that you have a seminar coming up Yes, that is correct. Okay, please. Oh, I nearly let you go without you talking to us about that. Go yes. ahead. Yeah, uh, Victory Restoration uh, International Ministry, uh, we've organized a marriage uh, seminar uh, for couples. Um, it's taking place on the 9th of November at uh, the Bedford Hotel or Tambo and Conference Center. Um, it starts, registration starts at 4.30. The program will start at uh, 5 p.m., um, the tickets are 700 rands uh, per couple. Um, that does include a three-course meal uh, for everyone who will be in attendance. Um, we have lined up um, very two um, uh, great uh, uh, servants of God uh, who have been married for many years, um, seasoned coaches in marriage who's gonna be, who are going to be sharing uh, some of the strategies. How do you navigate? Uh, marriage because you know the storms will come in marriage problems will come in marriage and the, the question becomes how prepared are you to deal with those things because you don't build your army during the time of war when there's peace and tranquility that's the time to build the army and we're saying come and join us on the 9th of november let's build this army to protect our marriages so we've got pastor okeji who will be one of our guest speakers um and we also have a uh, pastor Mtombeni who are also um, um who's also going to be the speaker on on, on, on the day. Uh, both pastors, they, they, they run uh, uh, their, their own ministries and they've gladly actually accepted our invite to become our, our guest speakers. Okay. So okay. I will really encourage your, your listeners um, to make an effort to invest in their marriage um, and really trust God that uh, change will come. Okay. And we've brought in a ticket um, to one of your listeners. Oh, um, it's for, for a moment there. I thought it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so how do we how do we give this one away? Um, we we are running a campaign, um, um, and uh, that campaign we've declared war against divorce. Yeah, and that campaign uh, we're gonna run it through the year 2020, and the campaign says hashtag divorce must divorce fall. must fall. I like it. Now, question to your listeners: What is our campaign that you are running and that will be launching on the 9th of November? Okay, and I can get it. All right, all right. Um, ben is going to uh, handle this. Uh, ben, please uh, manage this whole process. Uh, uh, divorce must fall. Hashtag divorce must. I like it. This is what you want to do. We want to have divorce falling. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much uh, to both of you, Doctor Nunzanzasikakane Kumal and Pastor Siboni Sukumal. Where are you practicing from, Doctor? 
Bedford Guidance Hospital. Ah, okay. All right. Um, uh, uh, we have a, a, a regular caller from Bedford U. <laughs> okay, maybe she knows you. <laughs> thank you very much, madam, for coming through and talking to us. We really appreciate your time. Also, Pastor Kamara, thank you very much for coming through. We really, really appreciate you coming through and giving us your insights. Um, and now I'm going to take a break and come back. We're going to come back. We're going to find out what's happening with the moral regeneration movement. It has been there since, well, uh, we've, we've known about the concept of moral regeneration in South Africa. But in Parliament today, they gave the head of the MRI a bit of a tough time. When you listen to him speak, he is not quite happy with how things turned out in Parliament. What happened? Find out after the break.